Hello and welcome to your daily dose of commentary. Today we start with the topic, a single word from my GTA Chaos episode caused a controversy. So finally my Distance Chaos episode released. I technically did two sessions, but they were combined together for one video, edited by Martin. It's doing very well. It's my highest performing video of my last 10 that I released. One small controversy though was in the title. New, every 250 meters causes a random chaos effect. Can I cross GTA 5? I wrote here meters. M-E-T-R-E-S. And so there's a lot of comments of people being like, um, actually, it's M-E-T-E-R-S, Mr. Smarty Pants, Mr. Dark Viper, sir. Learned the spell. Did you not go to school? Moron. It may be not that harsh, but like, the title says meters, just saying. Maybe I'm dumb, but doesn't he have a typo in his title? Every 250 meters. What is a meter? Isn't it meter? Seeing the video before Matt realized the title says meters instead of meters. So why is it spelled that way? Meters, spelled M-E-T-E-R-S, is predominantly used in America, in American English, while meters, M-E-T-R-E-S, is predominantly used in British English, used in UK, Australia, New Zealand. In the United States, there is a preference for M-E-T-E-R-S over M-E-T-R-E-S, 99 to 1. So meter, M-E-T-R-E-S, represents the distance in my country. M-E-T-E-R-S is still a word, but what it refers to is something that measures something. So I have a electrical meter or whatever on the side of my house that records how much electricity I use. So I can run a meter to my meter. English is weird, but that's why it's spelled that way. Originally, when the thumbnail was made and I asked Mim to put that in, he spelt it M-E-T-E-R-S. And apparently that's because in Iran, they spell it that way. And even I think Yellow Bat also said, yeah, that's that's how they spell it. But I changed it. Yeah, so understandable confusion. Because I did look it up. And I, 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 you know, it's just one of those weird things. GTA gets a multiplayer mode, got a revamp. So this was talked about in another Rambles, update to GTA Guesser. When I talked about it before, it was an extension that you had to download. Now it's a dedicated part of the website. So I tweeted this out. GTA Guesser has received a multiplayer update. Check it out at gtgesser.com. The lobby details have been redesigned. Rounds are synchronized, so your friends can no longer play all the locations while you're still waiting on the first one. The score table, you now see scores of all your friends on all the rounds in real time. You spectate so you can see your friends' cursors and markers when you make your guess. So like, here's what the lobby looks like. It shows you the players, their total score, what they got last game. And it gives a different V color for each person so you can tell who's guessing where. And of course, everyone gets their own little color here. It's now four player actually, cat, duck, Fox and Bunny in this case. It shows your score and then how far you were away and your total score there. And even on the map, you can see how far away everyone was. And the hands of the players are different colors. They're not all white. Very cool updates by Kanna. Evo, the person who made GTA Guess in the first place, was kind enough to let him po uh, post those. Uh, so if you want to play GTA Guess with your friends, easier than ever, right? I greatly appreciate Kanna for doing that. And uh, it'll very much so help me to do uh, a lot of collaborations in the future. PayPal's new changes could impact content creators. So apparently PayPal is making a change that impacts me a bit. PSA to all content creators and artists using PayPal for payments. PayPal just sent this email about automatically converting all payments to USD, adding a conversion fee to all transfers if you don't opt out manually. Make sure to do this ASAP. And then they show some receipts here. Then they're converting to the currency of your choice, right? So mine would be AUD. As in, if you donate five USD to me, it'll be automatically converted into AUD. One of the difficulties with my taxes is converting everyone's donations in all these different currencies to AUD to do that. Um, I've got an accountant these days, so they have to do it. Ha ha ha. I had to do it back in the day and it sucks. 
If this shows up on my balance sheet as if they just sent me AUD, that would be convenient. But the conversion fees on PayPal are like ridiculous. I think ultimately though, I eventually just withdraw the money from PayPal anyway. And so it gets converted to AUD when it goes to my bank. And I therefore pay the conversion fees there. So I don't know how much this changes for me really. One thing though is for the longest time when I paid people, I would send them USD because that's just what I thought in and and like what YouTube shows me and stuff. But I found out that if I send USD to a person and they have euros set as their currency they want to receive, there'd be a conversion fee. And so they'd lose, you know, in some cases, 5% of the money I was sending them. I was like, what the hell? They not only have a transaction fee, but also a conversion fee, which like combined can be like 8% of the money. It's, it's ridiculous. These days, if a person has it set that they want euros, I will send them euros. Even if that means I'm tra- changing my AUD into euros on my end, copying that conversion fee and then sending the euros so that they don't pay the 5%, I do kind of thing, right? I'm not explaining this well, but basically PayPal sucks for their conversion fees. It's just very convenient to use and no other services is good. Start using Wise. All other platforms have their own issues or fees. I've looked into them. I just can't be bothered. I I got too many things to worry about. This is the reason why I don't have custom subtitles on my videos. So you guys might remember I talked about this video before. 50 glitches and facts about Half-Life 2 you have a low chance of having prior knowledge of. Video's got 1.3 million views now. This is many years ago I talked about it, and you can see my comment down here. Great video, my dude. Wish you a bright future on YouTube. This dude's still releasing videos, but he released one recently, uh, well, a day ago, that talks about subtitles on YouTube and how, like, 30% of his viewers use the English subtitles, and the auto-subtitling feature on YouTube is garbage. In part because it has individual word drop rather than entire sentences kind of thing. And I can understand how that would be annoying. But one thing in the video he says is he criticizes channels for not doing more with their subtitles. You know, with this seven minute video or whatever, it takes me like, what, 20 minutes or something to go through it and fix it. And that's nothing. And I'm, I'm sitting there watching this like, how much footage was released on my YouTube channel in the last week? So 23 minutes, 42 minutes, which is called an hour. Combine these, it's like three hours, three hours and a half. That's another week, okay? So like, like three hours. Can you imagine how long it would take to even just fix the auto subtitles for three hours worth of content. (laughs) Like I've always wanted good subtitles on my YouTube channel, but it's just too difficult. I just produce too much long form content. It would just take way too much time to do. At some point, surely I should just hire a person to do it. The problem with that though, is sometimes a video can get rendered. It needs to release like two hours later. Do I just delay the release of that video. And I imagine like a lot of people who would use subtitles have already come to my channel, seen the subtitles as shit. And even if I changed them, they wouldn't realize it. You know, how many use the subtitles on my channel though? So I can't know how many would use the subtitles, right? If the subtitles were good, how many would use them? I don't know. So currently it says 4.3% use English. I'm assuming that's the auto generated. It's quite a large amount of people. Like I've already got so many things I'm doing and this would be another hassle. Maybe I'll add that to my to-do list. Maybe I can get like a team of people doing it and then find one super committed person to pay like per video or something. But you can't pay per video because like a 10 minute video will take far less time than an hour long video. I don't know. So YouTube used to have community subtitles where people in the community could submit them. But now what you have to do is you have to add people as subtitlers so they can log into your channel 
but the only thing they can see is the videos and the subtitles. And then they can add subtitles themselves. I assume the community subtitles led to too many terms of service violating things. And this is like an okay compromise, I suppose. I have had various video subtitles in the past, but only particular special videos. It's just hard to imagine there'd be a return on investment considering how many videos I release. I think we've talked about this before. I'm confident we've talked about this before, but yeah. I compared my streaming hours to the amount of hours I've played GTA 5. So I asked this very important question in my YouTube community post. What is more mental, having 10,666 hours in GTA 5 slash online or 13,502 hours streaming. Those streaming hours don't even include my first two years. And so I put this picture here. It goes from November 2016 to July 2023 for my stream time. That's a lot of time. I've had 2,200 days actively streaming, as in days that I have streamed. I do wonder how many hours I had before that though, because I started what like, it must have been like late 2014, right? So two more years before this, but sure I didn't stream as much back then. Do I perhaps have a life? Nope. And I'm not sure to what degree I care about that. I'm comfortable and happy doing this. I know it may not be conventional what other people find satisfaction and happiness doing. A lot of people need more balance and stuff, but I'm pretty content with what I'm doing. And things are going pretty good right now, so, you know. Opportunity cost matters when assessing success of content. One thing that super bugs me when I talk about things like not being successful or being a waste of time or not being worth my time in regards to making content is that people assume that whatever I spent that time on was necessarily unsuccessful. Reaction content, how exploitative it is. I talk about that being a waste of time. It's it's not successful, blah, blah, blah. I'm speaking in terms of relative to my normal content, right? The effort versus reward is very small compared to anything else I do with my time. When you consider whether something was successful, you've got to reflect on opportunity cost. Opportunity cost is the idea that it's not really what you're doing that matters and how successful it is, like if you gain money or growth or whatever, but also what else you could have been doing with that time. All things being considered equal, if you have the opportunity to get $5 or the opportunity to get $20 and you, tr and you do the five one, you've just lost $15. It is rare that all things are considered equal, right? We obviously, you would have reasons if you did to pick the five over the 20. But when I talk about something being unsuccessful in regards to growth or money or whatever for my channel, I'm usually referring to opportunity cost because obviously I did gain subscribers. I did gain money. I, I, I did grow off those videos, but it was just astronomically small compared to my normal content or anything else I could have done with that time. Because those videos take <laughs> orders of magnitude more time to make than anything else that I make with perhaps the exception of uh, pacifist. Or if you include things that are like whole series where obviously like one hit KO took years to finish. But I often run into people who don't understand this. And so assume that when I say something was unsuccessful, I, I merely mean that, you know, it, it got low views or it didn't make money or whatever, when that's not usually the case. The most expensive chocolate bar I've ever purchased. So just a stupid story from my life. You know how recently I told you about how I'm buying 24 packs of glass Pepsi Max now? Those aren't delivered within the day from Woolworths. I don't know how long they take to get delivered. It's now been three days. My Pepsi Max hasn't shown up. So I decided to, as I used to, just buy a bunch of four packs of glass Pepsi Max from Woolworths just to tide me over until the bigger packs arrive. And so I ordered like nine four packs from Woolworths and then just as I was finishing up, they said, hey, you want to buy a Twix? And I was like, yeah, screw it. Chucking a Twix for like, what was it, like two bucks or something. 
Then they say, oh yeah, your order's coming in an hour. I'm like, oh, that's sweet, cool. I'll get my Pepsi Max to tide me over. And the order arrived, and the only thing that was in the packages was the Twix. And so I checked my email, and they had refunded me the cost of all of the Pepsi Maxes and just sent me the Twix. The delivery fee was $15. So I paid $17 for a Twix. And I still have no Pepsi Max. I'm drinking warm Coke Zero from a plastic bottle. So uh, yeah, thanks Woolworths. Do I like when people dress up as me in GTA Online? Someone added me in this on Reddit. It's a post where the guy's like, you are too far from a suitable road when he's calling his vehicle and he's next to a road and it just won't register that he's near it. But why I was added is because the guy is wearing my drip, my swag, my outfit from GT Online. Honestly, that was very flattering. But the main reason why I wanted to talk about this in rambles is because in one of my GT Online sessions, when I saw someone wearing my outfit, I was like, hey, don't wear that please. And I asked them to change. That isn't because I don't like the idea of people wearing the outfit that I made in their own time. That's super cool, very flattering. It was just for me, because I was recording footage for YouTube, it would be confusing for people in different scenes if there's like multiple copies of me running around. It'd just make the editing harder, so I just asked them to change. So that's just why I just want to bring this up. If you ever see that footage in the future, and I'm like, you know, change your outfit, that's, it's not because I don't like when people wear it. How I solved my biggest problem. One additional thing that I did, this gonna sound so dumb. I don't know if it sounds dumb. Should I tell you about it? I have this. This is blue tack. You would not guess what I got it for. So the back of my desk has like a small gap between the desk and the wall. And my little foot on the bottom of my keyboard here will sometimes fall into that gap. And so my keyboard would go, ah! Because I'm a person who just constantly pushes their keyboard further and further back as they get really into something. It's really annoying. At various different times over my life, it's actually cost me time and speedruns and stuff. Because I can't just keep my keyboard in one goddamn place because I'm, I'm a moron, I guess. Uh, so what I've done is I've made a roll of blue tack and I'm just, I just put it in that hole. I realize if I had a 3D printer, I could probably just print something that fits exactly it. And I'm like, I don't care. Blue tack. Get a bigger desk. It can't get exactly to the edge of my table because I've got like different things clipped into the back of it. So the, at least the distance of the clip must be from the wall, you know? I've got my monitor hands, for example. Is there an Easter egg from my live stream in GTA Online? Luxta sent me this and I wanna see if you guys get the reference. Found this earlier on GTA Online during a custom deathmatch as a part of GTA Men's crew playlist. I don't know if that bench is normally there, but that scene looks very familiar, similar, don't you think? If there is something in GTA Online that is like my background, this is it. If it was still snowing in GTA Online, I would totally like start an episode here, but I thought that was pretty cool. Answering your most interesting questions. Have you read any manga? And if you do like it, is there any manga you would like to recommend? There is a lot of manga I know that I would probably like to read, but I've never really gotten into manga. There's like maybe three times in my entire life where I was so into an anime that I read ahead in the manga, but that's it. And the main reason for that is I don't have time to read anymore. 
At one point in time in my life, I was reading like a book every two weeks. I was just going through fantasy novel after fantasy novel, something like, like to an insane degree. I was just known as the guy who read books. I would listen to like heavy metal or just metal, like just, just blaring in my ears as I'm reading a book. So at so one point, my desire for books was so strong that I couldn't afford more books, at least reasonably. So I would download PDFs of books or, or whatever it was, like, like, like pirated. And I would digitize them into my tiny screen on my iPad where like one page of the book would turn into like 15 slides. And I'm like, like up here, like just going, this is a very long time ago when the screens of like the iPods or whatever are very small. But I would do it because I needed more books, you know. But I can't do that now. I have, to, I have too much going on. I, I don't have time to sit and just read. And so I listen to audiobooks now, like everywhere. In the shower, the second I wake up when I'm in my car, everywhere. Kind of gone off track here, but no, I don't read manga. Have you ever thought about GTA swapping? You have GTA San Andreas, GTA 4, GTA 5, where you do the missions and play story, but every time you die, you switch GTAs. One of the issue with a lot of these challenge runs that revolve around me dying is that when I play GTA 5, actually play it, I never have the expectation that I'm gonna die. GTA Online's a little bit different because I'm, you know, I'm just going balls to the wall. But obviously I know GTA 5 like the back of my hands. If I'm just playing normally, unless I'm killing myself intentionally, there's no expectation that I should die. Like if I started playing GTA 5 doing this GTA swapping challenge, I could conceivably just beat the entire game and never die. <laughs> and what type of challenge would that be? Yeah, so I've seen people who've done videos like that, but I can't imagine I could do one. Doing it with Oko would have the opposite effects. Because I know I'm so bad at GTA 4 and GTA San Andreas, like I don't know the mechanics and stuff, I would just die constantly. So it would be me like five minutes San Andreas dead, five minutes GTA 4 dead, then like me two hours of GTA 5 dead, and then switch. True, I could save it by just making GTA 5 one hit KO, but uh, that's a hard thing to put in a title and a thumbnail and sell people. I guess I can add that to my video idea list. It just doesn't seem like something that's super doable for me. Let's not forget that folding ideas thinks dislikes on YouTube are bad and supported dislikes being removed from YouTube. There were legitimate arguments from removing dislikes. I'm sorry, but they were. It doesn't mean that they weren't good, maybe even better arguments for keeping them, but there were arguments in favor of removing them. It wasn't a clear-cut issue. I believe I talked about it in my own rambles. I think they should have stayed, but it wasn't a hill I was going to die on. Like, Twitter doesn't have dislikes, but then of course, Twitter is a very different place to YouTube. And like, there are many different forms of social media that don't have dislikes. But again, YouTube is a little bit different. You know, we don't want to go down that again. It's, it's done. It's history. But obviously, I still use the dislike giver or backer thing. But like, obviously, dislikes didn't even always, like, communicate that something was sus or whatever. Like, look at Gabby's video. That had, like, 15,000 likes and only, like, 1.5,000 dislikes. And that video was entirely bullshit. Like, did, did YouTube have dislike? Numbers? What? Where you mean? Yeah, it was a long time ago. But there's an extension where you can put them back, but it's not perfect. It does, however, show you likes and dislikes for older videos perfectly before the change happened. You think the star rating system on YouTube was a better system? Not really. I remember seeing just recently a review of a book where a person was like, I liked it, two stars. And then in the comments, like, why do people keep saying my two star rating is a bad rating or something? I can't remember exactly what I was saying, but it was like, it's, it's good. I said I I think it's worth reading and it was a good book, but it was a two-star book for me. I read the whole thing, so I think it's good, but I just don't think it was that good. And for him, that was two stars. Like, people just rate things differently, you know? 
like seeing this amount of people didn't like it, this amount of people liked it. I think it's more interesting than like this had a rating of 4.4 4 out of 5. YouTube may have removed the dislike button, but you know what they didn't remove? The like and subscribe button. So be sure to click them, and I wish you all the best.